Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. A uh, couple of patron shout outs, Dylan Barnhart and David Mujania. Thank you for your support. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, it helps keep the show running. And thank you to all of our other patrons. If you would like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. And you get one bonus episode per week. Now that all stars has started, which Trace and I have not seen yet. I'm not sure about Rob. Uh, we have not seen it yet, but I've heard it is quite good. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching it tonight. Uh, so that will now be the bonus episode for the foreseeable future you get as a patron uh, every week a, a recap of what goes on in all stars too now to this episode uh general thoughts i thought it was good i didn't think it was i thought i'd give it like a b plus like i didn't think it was a disaster i thought it was fine relatively predictable but i thought they did it in an engaging way we're in a bad place when i think the mission is the best part of the episode I mean, seriously, oh. like I, I, I understand how a lot of people could have liked this. This was the most predictable chalk episode followed by a bizarre moment of a cast member doing something that gets them sent home and DQ'd. We do an elimination. And then right after the elimination, it's like, oh, just kidding, Big T, you can say. So you know what we accomplished in this episode? Nothing. No, we literally pretty- accomplished nothing. The, the, the whole episode was pretty much over which woman gets to pick which team she's on now. That's what it came down to. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, if, at the end of the day, it was who gets to pick their new team or if they want to stay on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was such a weird call at the end. We won't, we'll, we'll touch on the after stuff in a little bit. but No, like, let's just talk about it now. I mean, we're talking about it now. Let's let's talk about yeah, it. I thought we were going to talk about big, the big T stuff first. But with the, so we want to get into the actual stuff now? Yeah. Oh, well, I no, mean, I that's... thought... I thought I thought you were talking about the big T stuff. Yeah, all right, we can talk about the big yeah. T stuff later. But yeah, let's talk about the Ashley stuff now. I mean, that's the. I mean, they, they essentially spent no time on it on the episode, right? They spent no. uh, all of all of sixty seconds, maybe at best. I think even sixty is well. It's, it's on it in what sense? We saw that she wasn't there when they sat down for nominations, and then so like pretty pretty much at the good eliminations, they're like she's gone. Yeah, but that so pretty much like the actual like description of the account of her not being there, right? So in, so it, it makes it seem like there was a moment where they weren't sure what they would do, right? Because if she wouldn't be on the show anymore and they were at nominations, wouldn't they just say that she was not going to be on the show anymore at nominations? Uh, I don't know about that because uh, back when Lauren got DQ'd earlier this season, she was also removed around a similar point in time. And then they also waited until elimination to say that. So that might just be when they decided to say it once TJ is there at elimination. So bizarre. Yeah. Very, very, very weird. It's just, I, I realize we're in a new quote unquote world in terms of what MTV will show. Rob, but the Rob fact go, that- ahead, go ahead and just tell everyone what's going on. Give everyone yeah. the update. Okay, so I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't know anything about this until the episode last night, and it took me a little bit to find out um, enough information. But from what we can tell, Ashley made some remarks about Josh that um, people felt crossed the line. It was in regards to his sexuality, and um, the cast. The from again, this was just me looking through everything. The person who was actually most revealing about information on this was Nelson on his Instagram. So oddly enough. 
Uh, but she made those remarks. The cast members felt that they crossed the line. And then we don't know whose call it was necessarily, but it was enough to eventually get her removed. Um, I think one, one thing that I think I want to point out from the top is a lot of, I see a lot of people saying like, oh, Naya said terrible things about Jordan that were somewhat similar. She was allowed to stay on. Jordan said similar, bat, like she used similar remarks in a different way, but other cast members, she was allowed to stay on. Like, why, why is that different? I'm like, I think this, it's just a different ball game now. Like, I don't think, I think you're comparing complete apples to oranges by looking at any precedent from earlier season. I think clearly based on what this production staff has decided and the new rules they've laid out this season that have already come into place twice now, that there's just a new regulation in regards to- Yeah, I mean, we're watching Sesame Street. That's what we're watching. Like, no, you know what we're watching? What we're watching now is uh, political CrossFit. That's essentially what we're watching. Exactly. I, I, in this specific incident, I mean, I get it a bit more. And with what happened with Fessy earlier in the season too. There are a number of people, I think even on Johnny's podcast, they couldn't believe that Fessy actually was sent home for that. Yeah, and then Esther was chastised for throwing a drink in somebody's face. I cannot oh, believe... In this, in this one, I, this one I get it. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I have no problem with her going home for an incident, okay? I also have a problem with them giving us zero context for it on the show. Because it wasn't like, hey, they didn't make up an excuse like Ashley got sick and Ashley had to go home or Ashley had a personal situation to attend to and had to go home. They literally said she's been DQ'd and removed from the game and you're just left as a viewer going, well, why? Like most of the casual viewers of the show know and like Ashley. So just we're just going to let the tree fall in the forest. And because we didn't see it, did it really happen? I, I mean, and I understand that there is an argument to be said that, you know, what she said to Josh was so bad that it would be damaging to him. So MTV elected not to show it, but like they in the past have allowed so much bad shit about people to be said that it just, I don't know. I get that we're in a new era, but that doesn't mean that, we don't as a viewer like treat the viewers like we're adults instead of little children that need to be censored you know that's that's where i go. Like, i mean so, I, I i get rob go ahead my thing is just if somebody's outing somebody then you don't want to put that on tv if they don't want that information out. they've done it before. like it's happened on tv before it's happened on, but it's, if it's happened on tv before regardless or not that we don't know what that person's consent was in that situation yeah. so my my thing is that it's not, I don't think it's an easy situation by any means. No. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think this is an easy situation to handle. Uh, at the end of the day, it just doesn't seem like they handled it the best way they could have. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't thought about it long enough to think about, like, exactly what I think they should do. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just like another, like, black mark on this season. Yeah. You know, I just wish there was consistency, okay? Lauren Coogan said something, and you wouldn't have even known she was on the damn season because they showed her for zero seconds. For this entire season, they have treated Ashley yeah. like she is a normal cast member. There's no That's chicanery. True. Even in this episode, she was still Very the main part. Like scheming with Amanda at one point. Yeah, in the club, club scheming with Amanda. And then all of a sudden, she just disappears. It's like... 
So if you're going to go this route of, okay, Lauren Coogan, you said something you shouldn't have to Anissa. So we're just going to, you're going to be erased from the show. Ashley, apparently what Ashley did was way worse than what Lauren Coogan did. But because Ashley, I mean, I've heard on, from what all of this has gone down, what Lauren Coogan said to Anissa was bad, but it wasn't what as bad as what Ashley said to Josh. So if you take that into account, then Ashley is being protected because she's a favorite of production versus Lauren Coogan, who these people don't know. I, I my thing with that is Lauren could have been completely inconsequential to anything that was going on. It was only two episodes in, so it's it's just possible she didn't like if that had happened in episode six. I bet we would have seen some of her. I don't think they would have been able to work around. I think it's just that it happened. I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. They can edit the damn show any way they want. Yeah, like look at D, dude. Like they completely edited that out of a half of this. I think I think it's just a different like. I, we Lauren just we don't think she had done anything that would have required her to be on the show as Ashley did. Like I and I don't but, I, mean, what D, do prefer? D, I would prefer the Ashley situation in the long run. D was pretty much like the entire part of Total Madness. She was like the main character of the show and they still well, cut her out. What, what I'm saying with this, like would we prefer what, what happened with Ashley or what happened with Lauren? I, I just don't think it's I think it's kind of hypocritical, right? That's what I'm it, saying. That they're they have different standards for different people. Well, like look back with this is if, if they wanted Rob, you have to admit if they wanted to edit Ashley out of the show, they could have done that. They could they could have done that. Yeah, they could have done it. Um, I definitely so, think that has a lot of it. I think I think the fact like, that she's a very big character on the show, they plan to bring her back on the show. She pretty much gave the company line on Instagram about how she was right for being thrown off. And that she went MTV, to anger management, which good for her. Seriously. And the MTV made the right decision because she wants to be recast, right? This is part of her career. It is her career. <laughs> I, I th- yeah. I think my, I, I guess my pushback is just like, we would prefer the Ashley versus the Lauren situation, right? Yes, for sure. But I, also... I just think with the Lauren thing, she's a rookie who not the, the cast isn't for the like audience isn't familiar with. And it's like two episodes in. But see, like to me, that like, like if you look at it's not completely unprecedented that cast members just don't get screen time pretty much until they're eliminated. Like Shailene on War of the Worlds one literally had no confessionals. I think until the episode before the one where she was eliminated. Like it's not good. That's not without precedent that somebody's just not a factor in the show two episodes in. So if they're not going to, so I think my thing is, and I don't know how I feel about this regardless. So you're fine with them like giving her a high level of visibility, even the episode that she's going home, and then them sending her out without any explanation whatsoever i think some more explanation would have been nice but i i don't i don't care that much to be honest she's gone she's gone yeah i guess i just i get frustrated because it is so inconsistent you know like and from every interview we're hearing from some of these production people they cast based on who they like working with which is fine whatever and then there's no, everybody it's not. else. It's terrible. It's, it's kind of not. It's terrible. Honestly. Yeah. Like, it's, it's literally like not. the worst thing you can do. And like, that's so a very ne- that's a very nepotistic. And that's like, the problem is Ashley is people. one of their favorites, and probably I wouldn't be shocked if some of these producers grab drinks with these people outside of the show if they're in town. I mean, obviously you do. You spend time with them. You spend time in the confessional booth with them. You get to know these people in between setups when they're you know, waiting to walk in for TJ coming up on his motorcycle and stuff like that. Like that shit happens. I get it. But like, you can't have this thing both ways. And that's what they're doing. You cannot cut D out for what she said completely 
and then let Ashley get her normal amount of screen time and be a major character for similar behavior and her just disappear. I just think though, like, did we, but everybody complained about you was kind of, wouldn't we want them to adjust? I would, but that's the point. He just, wants, he just didn't want them to be consistent. That's what and I, I, don't, and it I would be different. Can, you, it would be different if they had shown Lauren Coogan even just a little bit, yeah, even I if she I, didn't have a huge impact this season. But the fact that they'll delete her, but leave Ashley just exactly as they always would, I think it's wrong. I mean, that's just the way I go with it. It just, I feel like they need to be consistent. It's one thing to say, hey, last season we deleted D. That was probably not the best move because we can't tell the best story. So you know what? We're going to keep this person as part of the, the deal this time. But for that to happen within the same season, no. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not an e- I, I think that's pretty much my take on it, is that it's not an easy situation, and I feel like they could have done something differently. What, what that exactly is, I don't know. I've had I've been up for maybe like two hours outside of the time that I've watched the show. Uh, so I haven't had a lot of time to think about it. They had months to think about it. So I would like to think that if I had months, I'd be able to come up with something. But great. I wonder who's I wonder who's like who's making the call on these decisions. I wonder how high up on the ladder are they? Not not as high as you would think. Well, how high do you, I don't think it's that high, but I think it's more, I think it's higher up than the person who's usually, it's not the intern who's editing the show, put it that way. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's just, it's, I realize the world is changing. Like I do, like, I realize we're being more cautious about what we say. And for good reason, in a lot of cases, don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning anything she said. I, even though I don't know what she said, I would never condone what she has allegedly supposedly said. Um, I also understand that we're trying to be more sensitive to people in a lot of different ways than we used to even five years ago, but it is weird to me to see the challenge, a show that used to, and still does champion conflict, just delete it out. Like there's one thing you could do, to show that Ashley was out of control and just bleep out. I mean, they can edit that fight to look however they want. Yeah, edit out her saying the stuff that where she crossed the line. Just, yeah. just show Ashley going nuts and screaming at Josh incoherently and then cut to Josh crying. Boom. Now we at least have context of like, oh, and then they beeped it out. So she must have said something pretty fucking heinous. Done. And then... Yeah. That's it. That's an easy way to handle it. And everybody feels cool with it. And then at the same time, you, you protect Josh's privacy and maybe Josh gets hounded on Twitter, but by them not showing it by the cast member, go by the cast members going on Instagram and stuff and saying like, Ashley did this. And Ashley said this about Josh. Anyone with half a brain can find out what's going on 20 minutes after the episode airs. It's pretty much the same process to find out the information either way. Yeah. Like because every every everyone pretty much went online and was like, "What happened?" I think everyone's a stretch. I don't know people who watch the show very casually. I would be very curious to but, see. Well, I'll just go by the freaking subreddit. I'm saying I'm saying the same people would have found out regardless because in the in the situation that Trace described, someone yeah, still okay. would have had to go online to figure out what the incident was and what occurred. Now, I was going to bring that up too, Trace. I think that would have been uh, just show because so from what so Nelson 
pretty specifically outlined what happened. He said, Ashley, Amanda brought Ashley down after she woke up the next left on the last night. She was still drunk whenever she was doing the night before. And then she come down. She was like barely able to hold her glass of whatever she had in there. And then just started screaming at everybody and then zeroed in on Josh for whatever reason. And then that's where the incident Why was she happened. so upset? So was this after the club night? She was just gone. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't say that. Wait, so there was no insight into like why she was like mad at everyone? Nelson did not offer any from what I recall on his Instagram. I, I was looking, appearing through a couple other people. So he was the only person who I, out of the people I had seen, he was the only person that really specifically talked about it. A lot of other customers made allusions to it, but he was the most uh, explicit in what happened. Yeah. yeah. I, for, I wouldn't be surprised of, if they make them NDA this out. Like they would not supposed to talk about it too. It's very possible. And for the sake of Josh and the rumors, I won't even comment about what she said. I mean, it's not, it's not relevant to me. <laughs> you know, what she said was bad enough that they're going to this extreme. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, and I know that he has put all of his social media on private and a few people on the, uh a few of the cast members said, Hey, tonight before, like before the episode aired a few cast members, I think Nani was one of them said, Hey, all the good vibes to Josh before this airs tonight. So the cast didn't even probably know what may or may not get shown tonight. And then they were probably just as shocked as everybody else that it was just spun the way it was. Cause I think they, I think they thought that this was about to get shown. And it wasn't even what they could have done is they didn't even have to like, bleep over it right we've seen people get we've seen camilla and tony get tossed from seasons for literally just arguing with each other right yeah they could have just made it seem as if it was a one-way argument right (laughs) which it may it may have been by all accounts it seems like it was very one way and left it at that or they could have even edited out her zeroing in on josh just zeroing on her barely being able to hold her head up start screaming at people and then see her being escorted out of the house. And then you can have a conversation about, you know, if they want to have a teachable moment here, they can talk about the effects of, I don't think they want to, from the evidence by how they've proceeded. I don't think they want any teachable moments anymore. Well then if, then what's the, I mean, no offense here. I realize the challenge is entertainment television, but what's the point of the show? If we're missing all the drama, and all we're seeing is the competition. I can watch real sports if I want to just see competition. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, that, that's what the show essentially has become, right? You, I think you hit the nail yeah. on the head at the start. It's it's political CrossFit. Mm-hmm. That, that's all this is. CrossFit with like a little bit more narrative and with shittier athletes. <laughs> I mean, they're still, yeah, largely, largely much worse athletes. Um, and if they're going to go more this drama involved, it's just there's a very clear like, circle that they want that drama to occur if, yeah. if they want to if they want to go down this path then they, they just need to like they need they need to just have crossfit people on that's what i was point. about to that was not a bad idea but i was just, literally about to say that get katrin david's idea. daughter you know go get katrin david's daughter i mean for a crossfit athlete if you're a good crossfit athlete okay because i follow the crossfit games pretty religiously even though i'm not doing a whole lot of crossfit lately because of the kid and scheduling um the, the high-end CrossFit athlete can make anywhere from half a million to a million dollars a year. Katrin David's daughter. Like with high, her, high end, right? 
she's like, not high, high end anymore because she hasn't won a CrossFit games in several years, but she's still one of the most recognizable faces. So she's making less in competition, but she still has Reebok endorsements and stuff. So she's probably making half a million to a million a year. And to help grow the sport of CrossFit, her doing something like coming on the challenge, it would be worth MTV or Beanham and Murray to say, Hey, Katrin, here's, here's a hundred grand for you to show up on this show for eight weeks. You'll be able to train every day. We'll have a full CrossFit gym in there. You know, here's your stuff. Um, come on and compete. And it would expose the challenge. If they're really going to go political CrossFit, which is where it, that's what we're seeing this year. Like, let's just go all in on it at that point. Let's make, if we're going to really go all in on this competitive stuff and we're going to keep the drama in a little box, then you might as well just go get some real athletes. Yeah. They, they just need to start casting like Philip Rivers as characters who will yell at people just in G rated gibberish all day. Yeah. If they wanted to, if they wanted to hire, yeah, bring in cross, CrossFit athletes, if they wanted to bring in ex athletes, right? Which they kind of have. Actually, they brought in Leo Rush last year. They, they brought in Leo Rush, but he has... And, and Lolo. And Lolo. But the problem is, is both of them already had documented depression issues before they even showed Something up. Along so, those lines, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. And Leo Rush has been very transparent. The dude has quit pro wrestling four times in the last three years and wow. keeps coming back. And it's because of his mental health issues. And you know what? Good for him for admitting his issues. But like, it's obvious the guy really struggles with this stuff. And so even bringing him on the show is probably a mistake just because of his history of mental issues. And I'm glad he went home when he realized he was having them. I'm not trying to like, I suffer from depression. So like I, it's a stigma. It's not like, it's not a bad thing that he admitted to it and went home. You know, that's a good thing. But I blame production in a sense because you're bringing on somebody who has an issue with quitting his professional organization when he has a breakdown and that's good for him. He should do that. Not a great idea to cast him in the challenge house. Um, Rob, would you, would you have rather seen Philip Rivers on this season or Jeremiah? You know what? I want to see more interesting. I want to see fucking Eli Manning. Come on. Can you see that Manning face? He he, he would be like the worst confessional giver of all time. There are so many ex NBA and NFL players that would be vastly more entertaining right it's just it's just i think it's more on the their end the ex-nfl nba player they don't want to do it typically. i don't know i bet you they don't even ask like what what if you brought get michael johnson. irvin <laughs> chris johnson like titans running back chris johnson. yeah someone that's an elite elite of the elite athletes how old is he now I mean, he's a running back they retire at like 26 so but yeah i don't i bet he's way way younger than we think what's your guess Thirty-three. I think he's a little older than me. I think he's like thirty-five. Okay. He is thirty-six. Thirty-six. Okay. I mean, look, Lolo came on when she was thirty-eight. She was still. I mean, the average new competitor now is in their mid to late thirties. So. Not not that, but yeah, they're they're older. Um, He would he would he would by no means be close to the oldest person on the show. No, Mm -hmm. definitely not. I mean, mean, CT's forty. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, so yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I it's. I, I think a lot, a lot of this too. I remember, I forget who it was. Somebody said that a lot of like when you're, if you're like for stand-up comedians, like a lot of times mainstream networks will like want to have them on TV 
then they'll see what the stand-up comedian is actually about and like we don't actually want you on tv (laughs) we don't need your we don't need your brand of humor here we'll just take our g-rated whatever i I think there's some of that going on here too where they want oh like they want people who are controversial and then they see what that controversy means like we don't actually want people who are controversial and you also wonder like what the blowback is for casting someone like bear who is like dynamite reality tv but then in his real life has a myriad now of legal issues and, and like around they, they should have known that prior to casting that yeah hard to find. now i well we'll see what happens i mean I, I don't know what this quite means going forward we have no we also have no information about season 38 at all i mean what are, the only uh, information that i have about season 38 is it might film in february and there's a big might in quotations around it that's when that's four months from now the only the only information we have at this point is they haven't decided to cancel it. Which so Rob, what do you think the probability is that they don't have a season, another season of the regular show for a while, and just put rebrand All Stars Three as the challenge and put it on MTV? Well, that's not, that's not that's not the worst idea. What, they, um, they, they just pretend that this is a, a season of yeah, the challenge. I, I could definitely see that. What uh, what would a while constitute? Year. Like six months to a year. I I would. I think it's very possible. I think it is entirely possible that we will not have a new season of the challenge on MTV until May. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I think think that May is. Well, it it takes what five months to film these things. It takes it takes two and a half months to film the show. Well, five months of like I shouldn't say five months to film. Five months of like planning to. Departure day happening to yeah, oh yeah. You would assume that they've already started to plan it. Probably. Oh yeah, they're already planning it. They already I, I have a location. We would hear stuff about it by, if, by the, from the time we first hear something to the time that they're done with it is five yeah. months at least. Well, the biggest problem I'm hearing for the next season is casting. Like they're having trouble filling out the entire cast because Corey wants to take two seasons off because he wants to spend time with his kids. You know, he did an interview or put something on Instagram this week that said. Um, when he came home from double agents, his one-year-old really didn't recognize him. And his oldest child said, daddy, I don't want you to do the challenge anymore. He was contractually obligated to do this season to get paid because he would agreed to it and sign the contract. And now he's taken a couple seasons off. And then, you know, you've got a situation where CT is about to go film a movie, you know, a lot of the, and Wes is, you know, other than this all-stars thing, I think he's taken time off. I don't the think main he's show. doing a season that's longer than my. I don't think so while. either. I don't. I yeah. think he might stay on All Stars moving forward. Yeah, I and mean, so, Corey even said he declined All Stars too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a real problem with the main show in a lot of different arenas here, and the biggest one I think is is a. It just takes too damn long to film now. They've got to find a way to make this easier on the cast so that they don't have to go away for 10 weeks that's I a mean, long ass time they, they yeah, did they, they did figure it out it's called all-stars like they, <laughs> they, they've solved a lot of the problems yeah i think that it's just that mtv wants more episodes than 10 but i even think like you could find and, a way to stretch what, what have i said them. what have i said time, and time i know what you said Devin, but you're unfortunately you're not an mtv executive who's it's too easy. easy they do this for survivor it's literally exactly what they do for survivor i, I think i think you're well, you, you say what you're proposing because I do think it is a good idea. But just, uh, the, just the film back to back, it. right? Film back to back, same production cycle. You can do same location. You're actually going to save a lot more money because you have a lot more scale. You're in one spot. You can rebrand the seasons however you want, and you just film consecutively. 
after a certain period of time, the first filming period ends, you have the final, bring the new cast in and start over. And even if you want to have some of the same people on the next season, just you keep them that. around for longer. Make it so that it's like, a five-week filming season, and then you take a week off, and then you do another five weeks, and that's normally the length of filming of one like season of the challenge yeah. right now. And, and you can have two 10 to 13 episode seasons. I, I, think, I think you can get 15 out of that. They just don't want to do it for whatever reason. So, look, they I, can, we, we, can, we can move on from this now. I think we, we've talked around this a lot. There's yeah. a lot of stuff we're just not I mean, we talk, available to us. We talked about it a thousand percent more than the show actually. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, an, an incalculable amount more than the show actually, considering they didn't talk about it. Yeah. So, I, I, look, for, Let, for what I'll leave it like... Our door is always open. So if MTV wants consulting, we will happily oblige. But I, I am a consultant by trade, my friends. I, I can I would love to help you out. I know you're not, but you know, whatever. <sighs> we still yeah. we love this franchise. And the reason we're so critical is because we know how good this show can be. And it just feels like they're dropping the ball. And there are some really simple, easy things they could do to fix some of this stuff. Like I'm not saying fix everything, everything's gonna have its flaws. But give us a little more effort here. That's all. I've thought about this before. I think this is probably the way Survivor fans felt at a certain point. Oh, during the model phase? I know that there was a phase where there was a huge uproar by a lot of the original fan community about what the show had turned into. I think there was even a letter written up and maybe signed (laughs) by like a, a lot of people that was sent to Jeff Probst. I could be wrong about that, but I feel like I remember hearing something to that extent. Yeah. I, I think we're just in that phase right now. Yeah. Um, the Mactor phase was pretty brutal on Survivor because there was a lot of really bad cast members that really didn't know how to play the game. And when Survivor pivoted to like people who really loved Survivor and really wanted to play Survivor, the show got better. I think this season's been incredible. Uh, this season's awesome. Very like, good. I'm shocked. Last week's episode, oh, Survivor, specifically, specifically yeah. yeah. The last week's episode of Survivor with all the chicanery. Oh my god! Oh, Rob, my god. See it? I haven't seen it. It's one of it. the best season or episodes they've done in a long time. And I'm not no. meaning that they've done bad episodes, but this episode is like why you love competition reality TV. It's. Well, I mean, they've had really good episodes recently, right? Because last season was Winners at War. Yep. But it's as far as a completely new player season, it's one of the best episodes in a while. Yeah, it beats anything on Island of the Idols or Ghost Island. All right. What do we want to talk about for... Let's move on. Let's get back to the challenge. So So I do think there's some stuff to talk about here. Yeah, the daily happened, and we got our Top Gun mission that I predicted episode one. (laughs) That we yeah. were gonna get. <laughs> so, so, firstly, like they weren't as over. The, I thought the editing of this mission, for one thing, was very annoying with how they were like, like I couldn't tell what was going on when they were like in the airplane, like diving into the water with how they were cutting around. I didn't think it was a bad mission. It seemed very hard. What they it's were doing a, for the most part, Rob. It's another mission that's completely, like, fundamentally broken because it prioritizes the amount of people that you have on your team. It pretty much matter though. Down- it pretty much came down to the fact that Emerald lost a piece. That's what well, it came I don't down. think it's, I think it's an advantage, but I don't think it's like everything. You still need to no, I, I, this is one area, Devin, where I will really disagree with you. I actually really liked this challenge, this mission a lot. I like this mission. 
And I also didn't think that the number of people made much of a difference because it really boiled down to how well can you communicate as a team? Like the difference between four and six people getting pieces is maybe three minutes. And they gave them 45 minutes to do this, which means they knew it was going to take a while. And so this really came down to how well can you communicate from swimming down and looking at the puzzle and then whoever's doing the puzzle communicating with them effectively. And to me, I actually had zero issues with this mission and it's about as good of a team mission as you can do on the show. I, I disagree because even, even if just because they didn't use the people that they had effectively, that doesn't mean that more people wouldn't have been an advantage, right? You have more people that can re- actually remember what was on the map underneath the wing of the plane. You have more people that transport the items back and forth Emerald just wasn't able to execute on, the, on their strategy, and they said as much, right? Yeah, I think yeah. someone on Emerald said that the strategy that Sapphire took it was the plan that they had. They just weren't able to execute on it. And see, and that's why, to me, it's a great as a team challenge because we have already been predicting that that team is not built for a final. This is a preview of how they're going to operate in the final. They are a hot freaking mess when it comes to communicating and working together. They've been able to get by on the numbers. This mission exposed that that team cannot work together as awesome as they think they can. I don't know. I think not having Ashley on that team anymore is a huge, huge blow to that far. Yeah. Yeah. My my thing is I don't mind that people who haven't been getting the team that with people who haven't been getting eliminated get some advantage. I don't think it should be everything, obviously, but I I think that if they get a little bit of a boost for having more, I don't think that's like the worst thing. I don't know, Rob. Like it's been such an advantage that a lot of the past episode missions have been a joke, right? They might as well have not even done them for a lot of these. And I I agree. I agree that I think it's fine that there's some advantage. What? The advantage has been. I don't think that's been necessarily fair. I think last episode was the worst one. I think the one before that. I still think if you threw Nani off that team, put her on Ruby or Sapphire, and they just had Tori and Casey, I still think they'd that mission. To be honest, I just think they both lose them. So one of the things with this mission, so we get the cast of Top Gun making an appearance, and um, like I, I, I know you're not going to get Tom. You're just going to get like Val Kilmer to like show up or somebody. Well, else. Val Kilmer like, has a voice box and can barely speak and falls over a lot because of his cancer. So I'm not shocked that Val Kilmer was not there. But like, uh, did you know the three people they got? No, yeah, I've never <laughs> seen them in my entire life. Neither has anyone else. They are the uh, scale actors they needed to fill out the cast of the show. Oh. <laughs> Were they even, I'm, for a second, I was like, I wonder if they were even on the movie or if these are producers or. Oh, the no, kids. they're on the movie. They're, they're like the new, they're, the they're like the new generation of pilots that Tom Cruise is going to be flying with on the movie. Okay. Well, maybe guaranteed. we'll get to know them very soon. Then. This doesn't come until May, by the way, Top Gun. They July, moved it. It right? was supposed to be Christmas and they've moved it again. It was supposed to be out last Memorial Day. And I mean, the thing's been like two years in the can ready to be released and it hasn't been released yet because of the pandemic. Real, real early pub for it then, I guess. Um, I thought it was I thought it was incredible that they let them play the top gun music. Yes. I mean they're advertising the show. So I mean they literally got the theme from Top Gun. You got the love theme, which I thought was freaky. Honestly, when they played the love theme and had all the weird psychedelic transition cuts and stuff, I actually thought that was very good. I I give production an A plus on that part of the show. 
Um, so what, there's also the point in the mission where Amanda's like talking about, oh, I wonder how Tom Cruise is going to feel watching this mission. What are the chances Tom Cruise watches this mission? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I, thought, I thought one of the funniest parts of the entire episode was b- both of the parts that I thought were the funniest parts of the episode, I think, involved Amanda. But I thought it was hilarious that Ru- Ruby was in such a disarray. And I'll say this before I say what I thought was funny. In my notes, I had written down before the mission started, the team that will win this is not Ruby. That's who will, <laughs> that's who will win this. I, I do really enjoy having Nelson and Kyle on the same team. I, I, that's a fun, that's a fun pairing to me. They were, Ruby was in such a disarray at one point that they were, they were seemingly almost finished. Nelson gave Amanda the last piece of information, and Amanda was like, Nelson, just start over. Start over. The, <laughs> the look on Nelson's face was absolutely priceless. My favorite thing, too, was it is he's very good for me. And his usually with confessionals, I can kind of tell what happens in the mission of the elimination based on how people look in their confessionals. Nelson, for whatever reason to me, is actually pretty good about not being transparent with that. Like, he just seemed so excited that Sapphire or that Armored was doing poorly when he was talking about them in their confessional. You're like, oh, maybe they did a good job. And you get to Ruby's team and it's just it's just a disaster. You had TJ, too, saying you guys are about as close to getting this as we are close to Vegas. If you gave them two hours, I wonder if they would be able to finish it. Yeah. I mean, Amanda, Amanda, Amanda alluded to it, right? She was like, "We're in. I'm in a bad spot. I have to depend on Kyle and Nelson in something that involves memory, right?" Isn't that what she said? <laughs> That's what yeah, she said. Yeah. Uh, we didn't. I thought the bit. I thought some of the stuff from the beginning of the episode two was kind of fun, where they had Nelson pacing back and forth up up and down the hill. <laughs> with the yeah, little, like oh, that was hilarious. That was really like funny. was talking about how he's missing Corey and he's missing um, Berna. Berna, yeah. That really was good. I give them yeah. props on getting that in there. That was really that funny. Was, that was one of those things that I think they need to show more of. They need to show more of that type of stuff where it's the cast being naturally funny, right? It's not them yeah. trying to be over the top and trying to give something for the camera. That's just Devin <laughs> making light of a situation and adding some funny context. And then the best yeah. part to me was at the end, Nelson goes, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love too. He's he always seems to be wearing his ruby gear too. Yeah. He's just wearing red stuff all the time. He's really he's really trying to lean in. Yeah, he, he's credit. channeling his inner Ayana because he really wants to win today. Always, he's, he's 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 like those people who show up with like Vanderbilt jerseys to like every Vanderbilt game to watch them get beat by like sixty points or whatever they're playing in the SEC. Good reference. Uh, what else do we have to say about the mission? I don't know if there's much um, that we have loved. I do. I thought it was a great mission. Like, I think that the setup for it, I think the idea, like if you're going to do a movie tie in, like this is a great way to do it. And they did something different. They've never done like a submerged water thing other than the one on bloodlines where you had to swim into the different air fish tank things and Uh go along. Like they don't do a lot of that kind of stuff. And so like, I thought it was a good, good mission from a change of pace in that you had to be able to be a good swimmer. You had to communicate well, you had to be able to stay cool and find all the different puzzle pieces for it like i i really thought it was a well-designed mission i thought emmy's reaction when she found the last puzzle piece was hilarious too <laughs> it was like she she like it's like emmy go take it to the finish line yeah like, like go like swim it, it like swim go. it over there get it out of here at the water <laughs> 
Man, uh, who would have thought, thought that we're uh, in a situation where Logan and CT and Emmy are the like most well-rounded people on the team? <laughs> like, that's um, I thought Tori too talking about how half her team now is having intercourse, which is nice. four out of the six are having intercourse. They are. It's so, kind of funny. Just, you just need Devin and uh, like uh, Devin and Josh to find somebody, and then they'll be good to go. <laughs> I thought. I mean, let's talk about the shape that Ruby's in now. So that Ruby now consists of. Nelson, Big T, Kyle, and Tori. That team's in a really bad spot because a lot of the skills for the people on that team are redundant to each other. Yeah, right? like Tori's they get not a puzzle. great at it's, puzzles. It's a tough scene. They're done. <laughs> they, they can't, like... They, they maybe cannot Big compete. T can pull up, like, do an okay job, but the rest of those three, oof. Those chamokes can't do a puzzle. <laughs> so what was, I guess to go back to the mission real quick, what was the issue with Big T when Ruby went? So she was supposed to go underwater for Ruby and then they had to change because she couldn't do it? Or... So Nelson talked about this on his Instagram. He was saying that for one, everybody had pieces that were like next to them. That obviously you grab the pieces next to you and you throw those out. She didn't grab the ones next to her, which was a big problem. But then also under the plane was where like the key was. Yeah. And her job, so she's the best swimmer apparently on the whole team. Remember she was really good yeah. on the swimming mission last season. So her job was supposed to be to go under to see what the pieces were and then relay those to Nelson and Nelson was going to tell either Kyle or Amanda and they would go. Um, and then I was supposedly Big T and Amanda had worked out how they were going to call the different pieces because it's not like it was, you know, ABC, like it was weird what the shapes were. Um, that's why you had Nelson yelling like fat circle when then Amanda had no clue what that was. Uh, so that was another issue was that she was the one, she and Amanda had talked about how they, what they were going to call the pieces and uh, Nelson didn't. So when Nelson was the one reading it, then he, she, he was saying things that Amanda couldn't read. I know, but why, why did they switch from Big T doing that? She was said, she didn't, she couldn't do it. She tried to do it and it didn't work out. And she's the and best then, swimmer on the team? I, I don't know why she couldn't do it. Nelson was kind of upset about it because he said that she didn't seem like she tried her 100%. Let's go back to the elimination. So this entire episode was pretty much competing over who got to pick which teams they switched onto. I mean, look, when you're on the Ruby team like that, it's not a bad prize. What do, how do we feel about the decision to bring Big T back? It's just weird, right? I, I think like you eliminate the person. So and just, have double, just have a double elimination next week. It's so, 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 so bad. Like, and with the, like the precedent's been set. In this situation, I just skip the elimination. Like, I don't like that either. It just was an odd look for the big pieces. Your time on the challenge is done. Oh wait, it's not. And then she comes walking back. Truthfully, the best one they ever did was the fake elimination with Kara and Cook Oh, I'm right, with the yeah. fake electrocution thing. And you got Kara going, it feels like little tingles. It's like, wait a minute, you've been playing with, <laughs> you know, like that was actually really funny that they like really hyped up this fake elimination and then said, nah, we're not going to do this. <laughs> Doing the, it just, it felt like all we did. I think this is the biggest issue I had with the episode is we we accomplished nothing other than Amanda, you know, is on a new team and Tori's now on Ruby. I mean, oh, that's Ashley. really, yeah, Ashley's gone, which is fine, but it just felt like we got nowhere. I mean, we literally did a mission for no reason. Then we did an elimination for no reason. We did a deliberation for no reason. We went through the motions of the show only to go just kidding, guys, at the end. And so it's just like, what okay, is- I get why they had to do it, but it just... 
as a viewer, it feels like I wasted my time. It would almost have perfectly if they did a double elimination next week too, right? Because yeah. there will be one more woman eliminated, most likely. And, and one, maybe two men, maybe. Yeah, so that would be... So two men eliminated next week. That's one episode. That's episode 15. Episode 16 would be one more wo- woman getting eliminated. And then episode... 17 would be one more man getting eliminated and then two episodes for the final done and you can always do it where you have a man and a woman getting eliminated if you want to trim it down more so yeah. it's just it's just a weird decision it's very weird so what what do we think about i guess let's talk about what what did we think about the actual elimination itself the the mechanics of it i, I thought it was actually a good elimination i thought it was super boring to watch it was just like i don't want to see people just trying to to pull this thing like back and forth for 10 minutes right it was just I mean, that's, that, that's pretty much what it was like i saw amanda just like <laughs> shuffle her arms back and forth for nine minutes well there wasn't like it didn't seem like there was a lot of tactics involved no not at all <laughs> and what i actually I I, I, as dumb as the elimination was i actually didn't think it was like a bad setup for an elimination like if you, I thought, it was fine. I thought it was fine. It's just, I'm sorry. Any elimination involving Big T is going to be one sided. Like I'm sorry, she I mean, she not. beat she beat Anissa last season. I mean, th- I think this is the part that gets me the most. Are both of you ready for Amanda Big T two in weeks? Like, That's what for, we're getting for the rematch. Well, uh, she's on the Emerald team now. She could win. Yeah, but do you think? That, but but do you think that they're going to throw the mission to potentially get her to go win? No, they wouldn't do that. No, they wouldn't but, do that. I mean, and like, I, I don't think, I don't think Casey and Nani dislike Amanda that much. We have, we haven't talked about like what I actually thought was like the main part of the episode too was Amanda's meltdown and then the nomination stuff. Hold on, let's talk about real quick. What do we think about Amanda's decision to go to Emerald? It's the right decision. It's the right decision for her for sure. Being on Ruby. absolutely. And, and this and this transitions into the argument too, and about all the confrontation that happened with that argument, and then in nomination. Devin's argument in the nomination was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Like, so like, oh, she, you just want her to keep doing the same plan she started with, even if that plan is no longer the best one for her. What does that mean? I know and she was completely irrational. This is by, like, th- this is another episode where Amanda's the MVP. I feel like if, I think if she's she been the best character this season by a GC. If, if if she wasn't on this season, what would they be doing? I mean, maybe something else would be happening, but yeah. I I also don't think it's without. It should go without mention that I think she's again been the best character this season by a decent amount, and she was the only one of these vets who was not on last season or the season before. Yeah, I think there's just something where if you keep somebody on the like on ice for a little bit and then bring them back, there's just a different mentality they bring to the show. But yeah, I think I just think what was he even trying to say? She's like, oh, you're being selfish. She's playing for herself. Yeah, what do you expect her to do? It's like he was upset with her, like going around the house and trying to put everyone on notice about what could potentially happen if she goes into elimination. It's like, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Spook people from putting you in. And then if you do go in, yeah, she made the absolute right move. I, I, I didn't buy his argument. I also, like, there has to be something with her, right? Where everyone thinks she's bad. Like, we're just sad that we're just not seeing. Like, I certainly don't think she's in physical Marvel, but I, I certainly think she's an asset to a team in a lot of ways. Because we got the confession from Devin saying that he would rather have, did he say that he would rather have Big T than? Yeah, he said he'd rather have Big T than Amanda. Why did he say that? I don't, who knows? Did she like, 
what, what what happened with the two of them before this season? Were they like they used to be like super in line, and then now that all Devin can do is trap on her every time she gets? I don't know. So I, I thought that was very odd in the whole nomination process. I didn't think, I think Corey's argument made much sense either. Where if she eliminates one of the Emerald girls, then yeah, what was I didn't get that at all. I wrote that down. I was thought I, I wanted for us to talk about. So Amanda said that she wanted to nominate herself and go in. And then Tori was like, okay, so that means you're going to take someone from uh, Ruby because you want to switch to Emerald and you want there to be two women left on Emerald. Why wow. would, yeah, I don't get that. If they so, are under the hypothesis they're running in teams, like can you split less money? But you get more yeah, money. Why, why, would, why would she, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. The only way I could see it making some sense is the argument I've made previously where just if you're up for elimination and there's more people to pick between. But at this point, I don't think that's enough reason to want that. There's probably one more female elimination. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't think... No, there's two, good. right? There's two, because we, if we want to get down to, uh, to I think four, there's just one. So we're going to run five and five for the final? We, we're not... Po- well, I don't, we don't know that yet. I think that there's possible there's two. It's possible, but I'm betting you that we're going to get a male elimination next week, another female, another male, then the final. Well, we're in balance then, aren't we? No. No, um, that, would leave, that would leave it even. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, five, five. five. Yeah, okay. so one. That's two. what we're getting. Like, I would put money on it that that's what we're getting. So they just didn't want to run the final four and four? What's the issue with that? I think they just I mean, want more people in the final. They want the opportunity for more champions. Like, I really think they're trying to set up for, like, another Ruins S type thing of champions challenges. Well, with, with Ashley now being the latest person to go on the back burner, that's going to be very hard to get, get done. But I don't think she's going to go on the back burner. She'll be back next season. Are you kidding me? So we'll if they that. do that, though, and we R- – Ruby's down to three people, right? They're going to get one more champion. No, they have four they, now. I know I'm saying but if they if, if they lose another person, right? We, we, because we still have to get rid of three more people, right? Like it's it's not gonna happen, but hypothetically it's possible Sapphire loses all of their uh, competitors before the final. <laughs> they only have three left. Or well yeah, because it's get, we're gonna have two male eliminations and one more female elimination. Yeah, they could lose everyone. Um so I thought this was, let's talk about this. This was super interesting, I thought. At the club scene when Sapphire sat down and they wanted to go through all their options about who they would nominate. Mm-hmm. CT thought this was open and shut. He thought that there really didn't even need to be a conversation and that it needed to be Big T because yeah. he was potentially threatening to switch on to Sapphire. And that was, and we'll talk about CT trying to manipulate Big T earlier in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he thought that that was the worst, a, a bad situation because they knew Amanda would potentially go to Emerald if she won. I agree that mm-hmm. the, you throw in Big T there. I don't think it makes much sense unless you're going to take a real shot at someone. I don't think it make, makes much sense. Well, but that's the hypothesis, though. Wouldn't you want Amanda to go in and then either Big T doesn't go in or like if she's going in, it's in a situation where she'll lose? Versus if you pick Big T to go in, there's a chance she wins because she can see the elimination and pick her best opponent. Uh, she's not going to win, though, regardless. I think there's a chance that she gets to no, I don't, I don't, the I don't think, or something. I, I don't think Big T's being... Like, uh, like, of course, there's a chance she can win. I just think it, it's an extremely low probability. I, I don't see why they want Big T to go in at that point. They have to worry about her switching over. I'm not saying... Because if Big T... 
Let me think about it. Because T goes in, she's just, I think that's what it comes down to. Like, they just thought it was, it was a super low probability that she was going in. Because if Amanda goes in, they, at least that way, they know that if she wins, she's not going to go, so someone will not be switching to their team, right? They're essentially freezing Big T out. Why? Well, you said, did, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah I see what you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good I, I don't think it. I, I actually was still on the team at that point while they were in the club. So I, I, I can see we're just putting Amanda in and if Amanda and Apple didn't want to do it, which so just wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to be with the team. Um, I, I don't think putting the team makes sense at that point, though. I think you try to avoid her getting put in or you don't give her the – or, like, you send in Casey against her. And then you, or, oh, you so this is – this is what I was trying to get to. So in the context of this, it does make sense in that CT wanted to put Big T in because as opposed to taking a shot to one of the women on Emerald, because he said that they could have had any number of chances to throw him in in the previous episode, and he didn't want to do that, right? So yeah. it's clear that he has some type of relationship with them that has carried him to this point and caused him not to go into elimination. Right, um, yeah, I think that's really the key. That's what I guess what I was trying to get at earlier. Yeah, we we saw some allusions to that earlier on in the aftermath. Where remember Devin mentioned that Aquamarine alliance between Emerald and Sapphire. I think that's probably what he was talking about. Where they had made some deal with CT, where I don't know who knows how many people were involved, but basically like, hey, if you if you win, don't call these group of people out. If we win, don't call this group of people out on Sapphire. I think that's probably what he was getting at. What else do we want to talk about? Um, well, well, the other thing we didn't mention too was the whole Amanda Josh Tory dynamic. Where, um, so it's funny. I, I, I definitely agree. Amanda's MVP of this episode. I do think though, Josh had some point, and I don't think he was very clear about wanting Amanda to be on Emerald. I think he was like, if you had to take one of the spots, he really wanted to run it with Nani and um, yeah. Casey. I thought that that was. A, I think it was a good play by amanda for sure right for sure a good play but i don't I, josh in no way shape or form said that he wanted tory off the team right yeah. you can agree to that yeah i, I agree he, he did say he wanted really wanted to run it with nani and casey but he got no points that he'd rather have amanda on his team than tory so i think it, a, a well-played moment by amanda because it definitely caused some conflict it, it caused the desired reaction it got tory on her toes uh, she started to question her alliance with Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's exactly what what she. That's wants what you to should do. do. You should be trying to send some fishers down, some splits down that team. And because it seems like it didn't really affect uh, her relationship with Josh, right? Uh, it seems like they were still on the page. Josh still went to Amanda after nomination and said that he he hopes that she won or wins. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, did you notice that there was Amanda was carrying around? plastic bags with something inside them that there was someone from t- production that came up with like plastic bags and she was like moving them around that. what do you think it was i think i know what it i was. haven't i did i didn't have no clue i i didn't see what it was i think it was their laundry like i think it was someone from production like bringing their laundry and that they had done and she was th- this just happened to be like when the confrontation occurred yeah, that, that would make sense. oh oh i know what you're talking about now there was the production pa in the background who had this big plastic like the, the there were a the number of them bag. It was like a reusable grocery bag, basically, that they had with uh, stuff in, um, in the background. So, okay, yeah, I like what you're talking about. That would make some sense to me. 
I think the Amanda Tory rivalry is somewhat interesting to me, just in that. I would agree. Yeah, I think they're they're clearly very much opposites on almost every spectrum in terms of how they approach relationships in the house, how they approach conflict in the house, how they like what their strengths are within the game. So I think that's been more interesting to me. It seems like Tori's very hesitant to actually take any shots in Amanda, whereas Amanda's happiest she can be to take as many shots at Tori as she can. I mean, but how I don't much know that I have those going forward? How much have we really gotten of that rivalry before this episode? We've gotten a lot of it on Twitter, but uh on, t- on TV, I think we've gotten a little bit of it, but not that much. Not I don't remember much. it at all. Not much at all. It's, it's hard for me because literally, like, it's on social media every single day, pretty much, that with the two. Amanda tweeting at Tori or Amanda saying stuff towards Tori, then Tori kind of deflecting in her own messaging. Um, but I think on the show, we've gotten very little of it before this episode. Uh, what else? Ashley passed out math quizzes at the beginning of the episode to yeah, Amanda, Amanda did quizzes. that. That was actually oh, yeah, brilliant. That was brilliant of Amanda to do that because math has become such an integral part of some of the finals lately that it would be good to know like, Hey, if I'm going to switch teams, I'm curious if these people are good at math and to pass out a math were. test. It's a great idea. Like, and the look on her face was like, I am discovering something right here. I thought that was a brilliant. Six of them working on it by the end. Say what? There was like six of them working on it. Oh yeah, absolutely. There were, there were like four people trying to chime in. So I thought it was, I thought it was, so we, we, we need to definitely talk about the scene where big T comes to Logan. She tells Logan, and this is before the mission. Big T tells Logan that if she goes into elimination and she were to win, she would want to switch to Sapphire because she's concerned about her position in the game. Logan, when he hears this kind of like cringes and like uh-huh. raises his hands up in the air, CT comes, he gets a whiff of what's going on and actively tries to champion Big T to <laughs> not do that, right? I don't think Big T really had a great reason on why she would want to, at least that she said, on why she would want to switch to Sapphire as opposed to Emerald. I think I know why. She just wants to be with CT. I mean, that's it, right? She, she thinks that there's more people over there that like her than on Emerald. That's what it comes down to. Logan's there, CT's there, and she's been on the same team with Emmy before. And I think she, pretty much the reason that she gave was that she didn't want to make Devin upset. And so <laughs> it, it seems like, you see, Big T's game is to pretty much upset the fewest amount of people possible that she cares about. Uh, that's kind of been her playbook so far. That, that, that's a pretty good hypothesis to me. See, based on the reaction to her saying she wanted to switch to Sapphire, I'm not so sure how much friendlier they are there to, on Emerald. Um, do we think we like... I'm curious what they're going to do with Devin's character over the next couple episodes. I think there's a chance to kind of lean into him being a villain. I mean, they had their chances to this point, and they haven't done it. I think he got a little bit of a villain out of this episode. I don't know. He the what what he was actually or excuse me, Amanda made no sense whatsoever to go back to what happened in nomination. I don't even get the point that he was trying to make. Right? She's being selfish, I guess. Which like okay, you, you just like, actively <laughs> want her to walk into a, elimination. It makes no sense at all. Devin's yeah, she, response here was just stupid. Like, just be real about it. Just be like, hey, 
I think I have a better shot of winning with this current team and you joining is going to upset that and just be straight up about it because I think it's a better reason than the one he gave. Yeah, because especially with somebody like Amanda is not somebody who's going to get pushed around unless if you give her a very good reason to change what she's doing. Yeah. And the other piece of it too is, is like, Hey, Amanda's not dumb. And it's really easy to see that. I mean, gosh, what I just lost my train of thought. I got to grab it again. Hold on. Okay. There it is. His reasoning of, Hey, we're all in this together. Um, but you should know your role and stay on your team. You what know, the, like, it's like, what the hell dude? Like, yeah, you're basically That's telling her you're you not going to win a million dollars. And it's just stupid. It's like, no, at the end of the day, like you look out for your friends and your alliance, but if your alliance isn't looking out for you, which they're not right now, you do what you have to do to win money. And so Amanda was absolutely right to say, okay, Devin, you're basically telling me, don't worry, you're not going to win a million dollars. Okay. He had no response. He didn't because it was a stupid (laughs) argument. It was a terrible reasoning from him. I'd want to hear his explanation for what he was trying to say that to see if there was actually anything like if there was something that wasn't shown or something along those lines. To me, it just seemed like he was making a very bad play. He was. All right. Let's do power rankings real quick and then get out of here. Rob. Um, I'll stick Nelson, Devin, Emmanuel for the men. Nelson, Devin, Emmanuel. For the woman, Tori, Casey, Nani. Tori, Casey, Nani. Overall, Nelson, Tori, Casey. Jeez. Trace. All right. I'm still going to go CT, um, and then I'm going to go Logan now, and then... Kyle I think it's a terrible choice I think the way we're going is is this CT team is going to win the whole thing so it just depends on what permutation of people are on that team so um yeah I got to go with CT Logan and then Kyle so there you go because I think Kyle if he Kyle's probably going into elimination again so he will probably try to get off of the Ruby team and go back to CT so it just depends uh, for the women, I think you have to go Emmy, Tori Casey, just because of the way they keep editing Emmy. <laughs> I just think she's going to be the, whim- the woman standing next to CT at this. I mean, so, it's not a bad hypothesis. If, like, that's why they're just blown, they've blown her up to this point in the season. Yeah, there's no reason to because she's annoying otherwise. Um, and then so overall power rankings, I think you have to go CT, Emmy, and Tori at this point, because I think Tori's going to wind up back in elimination, and I wouldn't be shocked if she chooses to take Emmy's spot on that team. All right, I'm going to go. What have I been doing overall? Or for the mid? So I'm going to go CT, Logan, oh, Nelson. Wow. I mean, more than likely he's going back into elimination, but it's probably going to be against Kyle. So flip a coin on that elimination. Like, seriously, I think, I think you could flip a coin. I think Logan's probably a better, like, elimination competitor than Kyle. To be it honest. could be. We just haven't yeah. seen Logan in an elimination beyond that rope thing where you weren't allowed to pull. You just had to. Oh, no, he beat Gabba, remember? I mean, I think he's that, been very, okay, but he's been very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've probably been underrating him to this point, to be honest. He has, to me, he has, you're. 
he has a similar vibe to me that to Theo, like War of the Worlds one Theo when he came on. And that you know how when you watch like Derek or Nelson compete, there's a very visible like effort they're giving to like yeah. everything they're doing. He's he trying. doesn't have that. He's the opposite of that to me for Logan. I start so he doesn't have he has like a Paul Pierce thing where it doesn't seem like he's putting as much effort yeah. or grinding to it. Um, so it's harder to evaluate like how aggressive he is in elimination, but he's been very good at this point. So I've probably just been misevaluating. I just didn't think any of these rookies had a real chance. And now that we're getting to these smaller teams, the cream is kind of rising to the top. And I think we're seeing that Logan's actually pretty good, but we really haven't seen a ton of evidence so far up until recently that he could be that good. So let's go over what we think. We, we didn't talk about this, but I mean, so last week we pretty much predicted exactly what would happen this episode. Mm-hmm. We were spot on. We chalked right? it. We knew it. <laughs> this was Trace touched it on the top and he said it before I could. This was complete chalk. Nothing unpredictable happened except for Ashley going home. That was the only part that was out of left field. Next week, what do we think is going to happen? So some combination of Ruby is not going to win. I would put a lot of money on that. Uh, so some combination of Emerald or Sapphire will, will win. So it's a high probability that Kyler Nelson is going to go in, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Kyle Nelson or Logan, right? I, I think that's that's probably what's it's one of those three for sure. Will be who's going and in. What, and well, what? And I, what? I those... don't know. So if Emerald, so if Sapphire is the one who wins, you don't. Think, I guess CT was pretty transparent about not wanting to pick. Yeah, Emerald, Devin, Devin or Josh. Yeah, because so in, he, in, in his. In his mind, he can beat both of those guys in the final. He doesn't care. Yeah. And he even, so, so he, something something else very revealing that happened in the team meeting that they had at the club scene for Sapphire is that CT told Ashley and the rest of the team that he thought they were the team to beat. And I think he's kind of right, to be honest. Like I don't final, think he was being dishonest in that situation. You what? I don't think he was being dishonest in that situation. Correct. Yeah, I think he I think that's how he actually felt, and I think he might be right. Because of what we talked about before, they're a much leaner team, right? And in a final, you want the leaner team, and they're probably Usually. from a from a puzzle from a puzzle perspective, they're better at puzzles, and I think they're more final tested, right? A lot of those people. Uh, what do we think about now, though? With Ashley gone, it's tougher uh, because now that they, now they have two uh, rookies. Now who do they have? They have it's CT Logan, Emmy, and that's it, right? And the thing is, with how this season's been formatted, it's not like they can just add a person to the team. It seems like, you know what I mean? Because the way that the shuffling works with the teams, you can't just add somebody. You have to. I mean, that, that kind of benefits them. What if, if, if that's the team, right? So the, the team right now is CT, Logan, and Emmy. I think that's, that's a pretty solid team. It's pretty much like Emmy's their, their slowest player. What if, what if Tori switches over to that team? Right? Then they're that, right? really good. <laughs> really good. I don't. I think if Tori gets to switch, she's switching back to Emerald. I, I, I agree. I think she's switching to Emerald. Otherwise, so at, at this point, it doesn't seem like any of the women are going to switch towards towards Sapphire, right? Unless somehow Big T ends up in. Who knows? They all love Sapphire yeah. for some reason. They all want to switch to Sapphire. They all want to switch to Sapphire. Well, previously, this is the first time anybody hasn't switched to Sapphire after they've won. Yeah, but that was because. They all had handshake deals with the Emerald. Yeah, like like Logan did. Like that was pretty much the main reason that Logan went in is because he promised he wouldn't go over to Emerald. Um, Who went? Who went in the prior week? Last week. Yeah, it was um, no the week before last. Oh, uh, that was the 
what was it? Actually, Priscilla, uh, Bettina, and uh, Emmy, right? And then Emmy wanted to go. Emmy switched to Sapphire. And that's because, like, you can't really count that one either because CT gaslit Emmy into throwing <laughs> herself in and winning and then switching over. So that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so what do we think will happen next week? What, what, do, what do we think is the most likely scenario? I think it's kind of an open question who wins the mission. I think it's pretty even between everyone and stuff. I don't completely de- – things can just happen and Ruby could win too. I mean, there's only three teams. Like, something could happen and they could win. It's just so unlikely. They're just such a bad team. Yeah, it's, it, could, it could be something where – I don't know. It, I don't think it's completely without question, but yes, it is the lowest probability of the outcomes assuredly. I think it's like I, a ten percent chance that they win. Five to ten percent chance they win. I mean, we're still late in the game. You don't think like I guess there's just not much benefit to them putting somebody from Emerald in, right? Versus putting in Kyler and Nelson. Just as CT has more relationships with Kyler and Nelson. Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes down to. So I mean, it's probably Nelson, right? Nelson probably gets thrown in. I guess so. It probably is Nelson if they, if it is Sapphire that wins. Nelson gets thrown in, and I mean. He picks Josh or Emmanuel based on what the elimination is probably. Yeah. And that's if Sapphire wins. If Emerald wins, I think Logan probably goes in. I think he probably takes Emmanuel in most cases. Um, I don't know. If there's anything that looks like it's coordination related, you have to pick Josh. All right. So I'm going to go for the women. Uh, Tori... Casey, Nani, and then overall, I'm going to go Tori, Casey, CT. So, Rob, does CT get nominated next week? No. Well, I think there's a chance he gets nominated. It's not happening. Not happening. If Emerald wins, I think there's a chance he gets nominated. I don't think so. I think they're going to mention it in passing and throw Nelson, Kyle, or Logan in. I, I just. Rob, I think, I think your best chance is that someone takes a shot in the last one before the final. Like, I think that's your best shot. Uh, see, I actually think my best shot is if Ruby somehow pulls out a win here and then they put in CT. I could see that more so. But Kyle's not going to want to throw him in. Why? Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think it's going to happen. And the two of them have backstabbed each other so many times. It's true. Yeah, like, I mean, happily push CT over the just edge, constantly. Okay? Like, all they've done is backstab each other. We, we just haven't got that much this season because they haven't had to. But, I mean, at last season, that's all CT did. At this point, it can't be considered a backstab if one of them, like, go crosses the other. No, because of, not. Because of, there, ha- there has to for there to be a backstab, there has to be some level of trust between two people. <laughs> and there is no trust. There's Zero. no trust laws. <laughs> I can't do right. Yeah, I think already from the trailer we're seeing, like Kyle's getting his ass thrown in. Like, I don't even think it's a question. Like, I really wish I should really stop watching the trailer at the end of the episodes because it's like it's such a easy prediction about what's happening just based on the chalk that has been the last few weeks of the show. And then what they're showing, it's like, yep, nope, this is what's happening. Like Kyle's going to try to throw CT under the bus unsuccessfully and Kyle's going in. <laughs> All right. Uh, so everyone go watch All-Stars. We've heard it's been good. Uh, we're going to watch it tonight. We're going to do the recap tomorrow morning. So you'll have the recap for All-Stars 2, the first episode, sometime tomorrow. Again, if you want to be able to listen to that, you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for four dollars. 
to get all of the All-Stars content. And with that, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.